recording in progress. So now, it's uh, what happened now? Oh no! <laughs> and we're all still here. It's like magic. <laughs> oh. Wow! Computer technical difficulties this morning. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Terry. <laughs> hey, my computer is like a virgin. <laughs> Launched for the very first time. Oh, wow! We got that wow. weird Al song in. I'll have to dig oh, it out like, play it or something. Huh? That's like a surgeon, though. He does that. Oh, yeah. Well, speaking of virgins and speaking of surgeons, let's cut to our show right now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You can send us an email at the TSF at the Sounds Funny. Now that's funny. <laughs> All right, everybody, that is correct. We are the podcast that sounds funny. And hey, we can explain some more opening comments in just a moment. But first, this is where we like to say that we are coming at you today on the week of April the what, 18th, 2023. Uh, we are in season three. Uh, um, I don't have my notes. I suddenly went away. But we are in uh, on episode 128, I believe. Yeah, and, we're getting up there. Yeah, we just keep on plodding along here. And uh, hey, we are two blind brothers and a blind sister who tell it the way we see it. I am your host, Keith, and joined with me today are... Blind brother, Terry. <laughs> and Jill. <laughs> blind brother, All right. Jill. Yeah, blind brother, blind sister, Jill. And uh, we just have all manner of oddities and weirdness today. <laughs> Uh, but hey, I think we're going to survive here. Uh, that's why I can't find my notes. I closed them. Oh. <laughs> um, but hey, we'd like to open up with a little bit of what's new. Does anyone have a question? And a little bit of backstory before we got started. Of course, Terry has returned back home to his house from being in Chicago trying out his new equipment for the very first time. Hey! <laughs> and of course, there's some uh, technical difficulties to work out. He just shared the wealth of technical problems. I, <laughs> I guess Jill's immune for some reason. I don't know. I like, used my phone. It's a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, and I, I was saying before we got recording, whenever I'm hosting the room, I find it's a lot easier to use a computer because it gives him work tools and control. But whenever you're going to join someone else's, it's probably easier just to grab your phone and hit hit the link. <laughs> there you are. But, but hey, even if you're participating and you like to have a little bit of control, you can use a computer. That way you can like listen and doze while the people are talking or Listen and play, you know, video game in the background. No one will ever know <laughs> until you unplug your headset. <laughs> there no. you go. Um, yeah, here we go. Go twenty-five, episode one twenty-eight. Yeah, Ooh. but hey, in my what's new, 
Uh, I don't really have an awful lot other than we took delivery of some new cash registers, I think, last week at work. And it has a really neat interface on them. It's like a touch screen that uh -huh. cashiers can you know touch and swipe. And there's even a, a rear-facing screen for customers to uh, punch in their credit card info if they have a credit card payment. Ooh, snazzy. Oh. And because it's a bit of credit cards, it links to a merchant account. So I can sit home in the, the comfiness of my recliner in the living room. And log on to the dashboard and say, oh, we're doing pretty good on sale today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I can, and it checks not only the credit card sales, it checks the cash sales. So it's, everything that goes to the cash register door shows up on the dashboard. Huh. Like well, a spy cool. on people at work from home. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty neat. I, uh, I said I had... Uh, Pulled a funny on our brother Steve. I was telling Keith about it before. But uh, I got back Saturday and then I, I got here as soon as I arrived in my driveway, it started raining. And so we got all my stuff in the house and started unpacking all my clothes. And then tornadoes started coming. <laughs> we had to go to the basement. And it's like, I, I don't believe this. I'm, my stuff better not get sucked uh -oh. in a tornado. I have to go back up to Chicago and get it off. And, and your driver's huddle in the basement with you. Uh, he took off. But it's like then, flying uh, monkeys everywhere. So then, you know, I got here, I don't know, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And at 10 o'clock at night, about 10.30, I called up to Heinz and uh, the, the nurse up there, Dennis, uh, he answered the phone. And I said, hey, this is Mr. Helsley. Yeah, and you, I said, can I get some more peanut butter crackers? <laughs> <laughs> I, I ran out of them on the way home. <laughs> oh, you're at home. You can get your own peanut butter crackers, he says. And I said, oh, and then my wife, she's tired of me already. Can I come back? Have they finished cleaning my room? <laughs> Are they still in their hazmat suits and stuff? <laughs> I was going to say, shout out to Dennis. Hey, if you're listening to this podcast, I need more cheese crackers. My address is you have it. You send them to Terry's address. And it's out there on the internet. It's all over. You can send me anything you want to. Uh, then, uh, so he told me that, he, uh, that just before I was leaving, he says, "Hey, I was listening to. There's another veteran who does a podcast. He interviews veterans. I heard you and your brother on his podcast. I go, oh, you mean Ray Morales? And he goes, yeah." I said, yeah. You know, uh, well, you won't hear me on there because I'm not a veteran. And he said, well, I was checking that out. And then I looked up uh, your brother and then I found your other podcast and listened to a couple. That sounds funny. And I said, oh, okay. There you go. Wow. Well, yeah. I, this past week, our stats have been down this a little bit. So maybe he'll give us a boost. <laughs> I was telling everybody up there in the dining room, hey, listen to that podcast. That sounds funny. <laughs> But I got my got my computer all set up, and uh, like I said, I started checking out my own computer, figuring stuff. Out. I got like five viruses on my own computer. And, and yeah. so I, I need got to go it. to the doctor. Well, I'm pretty sure they're off. I was actually going to see if he, if Jill wanted this old computer, but huh. I got a four terabyte hard drive that might be given to my sister in law. 
And that USB hub, I got an old one, but anyway. Uh -huh. Well, I'm I still have my previously issued Dell computer that I got in 2018. I still have my previously issued MacBook that I got issued in 2015, which is amazing. It's still holding up really well. The huh. battery's starting to fade on it, though. There are yeah. books is fine whenever I choose to get brave and dig it out and play with it. Oh, uh, and then here's the other thing that I told Keith, I think, but I didn't tell Joe before the show, was uh, this, we just found out uh, yesterday, uh, yesterday afternoon, that uh, our business, the Cone Barn, is uh, being sold. We got a buyer. Uh, the end of an era, one whole year. We on it on <laughs> May 2nd, our closing date, so then it'll be back open under new management. Oh, May second. I was, I was thinking of asking you if you opened it up at all. No. You just kind of let them do it, huh? Good for you. Yep. So, yeah. Jill, got anything special to talk about? Or? Not a whole lot. I haven't loomed in a long time, but I picked that back up the other day on Saturday and was making a couple of my grandkids spiders. I first wanted flowers. Spiders? <clears throat> yeah. yeah uh, on, her, on her knitting loom. Around loom. Has. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like creating spiders, but my grandson said his looked more like a crab than a spider. I didn't have Octopus. black. Octopus. <laughs> I didn't have black yarn. I had all different other colors, and I was like, well, I can make a spider if I had black. And first, uh, the girl says, well, she'd be fine with this blue. This blue would make a neat-looking spider. And then my grandson wanted a blue and a green mixed together, and I was like, okay, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> So his, he called his a crab, like a, but I thought I had eight legs made and I only had seven. So his was a crab with seven legs. His crab got attacked by a shark. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he said. So he was happy with that. Crab was, leg. Uh, yeah, we could have cooked it and had crab legs. I like crab. How come there's so much yarn in his crab legs? I don't yeah. get it. <laughs> Warning. Okay. So time well, to technical difficulties abound. That's what he's going to say, Joe. Random topics. So that finishes the packing, Gracie. As soon as the moving men get here, we can start for the new house. Yes. I hope we'll have some nice neighbors over there. Yeah, let's do some random topics. <laughs> let, let me check. I, I think you might actually have six items on our wheel today. Four would be holiday. Happy holiday. May the calendar keep bringing happy holidays to you. I was hoping it might have landed on maybe seven or eight, but oh well. <laughs> Didn't pick the right number, so I guess what happened? We can pick it again. A holiday. So go ahead and spin the wheel for um, seven days, and we'll start with today being one, and we'll see where we land at. Seven. Seven. All right. Well, of course, that would put us next week. Today's the uh, 18th. That would be the 25th. Fourth, right? Yeah, twenty fourth. Um, 
and what we have on that day is National Pet Parents Day. Oh, goodness. So get out there and pet your parents. <laughs> pat them on that nice little doggy with mommy. <laughs> nice little daddy. Uh, so, yeah, if you have, like in our house, we have a cat. We have a cat mommy, which is our granddaughter, and a cat grandma, which is my wife. He doesn't come. We have a spare one. We had a, a stray uh, cat come through our doggy door yesterday. Speaking oh. of speaking of pet day, it's National Pigs in a Blanket Day. <laughs> I hope you don't have a pet pig, and if it is, I hope it's just cold, really cold. <laughs> <laughs> Wrap him up in a blanket, and not the other kind of pigs in the blanket. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is National Chicken Day. Well, oh, no, I'm sorry, no, no, skipping. Yeah. National skipping. skipping. Mm. So when you're on your way to the loo, you can skip to it. Skip to the loo, my darling. I, I can just imagine Terry walking down the street with his long white cane, skipping as he goes. <laughs> tra la la, tra la la. I've been walking about a mile today. Can you skip for a mile? I think <laughs> it is world. Pano Photography Day. I don't know what that means. Pano Photography. Oh, huh. I don't know. Photograph your pinos, whatever those are. <laughs> it's a car, a pinto, or a horse. Wow, or it's bean, not, not really awful lot. Um, it's some kind of hobby, but that's all there is on the 24th. You know, just for grins, let's go ahead and back up a day. You <laughs> know, let's go ahead. Yeah, we'll back up a day and we'll do. Uh, uh, the 23rd National Take a Chance Day, World Book Day, St. George's Day. Well, I didn't know your husband. Oh, no, Saint. I'm going to have to do something special for him on ice. Uh, <laughs> like St. Valentine's Day, where's you know, this little diaper and with bow and arrow? Just put that in his hand. Give him a bow and arrow, put a diaper on him. There you go. <laughs> it is Shakespeare Day. Talk like Shakespeare Forsooth, speaketh like Shakespeareth. <laughs> a National Picnic Day. National Lovers Day. There you go, Jill. St. George's Day. National Lovers Day. <laughs> National Lost Dogs Awareness Day. Because the next day is you know, Pet Parent Day. Yeah. National Cherry Cheesecake Day. Mm. Ooh, I had a piece of that Sunday. Forget the lost dog. I want my cheesecake. Yeah. <laughs> Impossible astronaut day. So would you put someone into space as an astronaut who's a fear of spaces? <laughs> I'm afraid of wide open spaces. No. Don't make me go there. Impossible astronaut. Uh. Or, or the guy who has a really bad BO problem. Anyway, that's all the days there is on that one. That's us. Throwing it for a bonus, 23rd and 24th there. A little bit in backwards order, but we got it. We got it. <laughs> but no, yeah. um, we do have uh, some extra items on the wheel. There aren't as many as eight, but one of them is the na the dreaded uh, name the year uh, game. Uh, but I don't have any updated uh, information on that. Uh, but I did add a Mad Libs back onto the wheel, so you just have. Maybe I should just recombine the uh, the icebreakers into one and 
scooch them on back down. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll hit hit one. Anyway, that's all we got on a random topic. Holidays are always fun. And zoom yeah. pretty quick. That's certainly extraordinary. Thanks. That's more like it. And now that we've all had all that much fun, it's time for some news. What's happening in the world around us? Corrupt politics. I have. Blame criminals, stupid animals. I have a story about uh, Easter was just last week. I didn't get anything from the Easter bunny, by the way. But anyway. (laughs) I, uh. I have a story here about a bear in Connecticut who was captured on video by homeowners who had put their Easter eggs out in their yard for Easter egg hunt. And a bear came along and started eating the candy out of them. <laughs> Where's that Goldilocks kid? I know she lives around there somewhere. She must have fun with the Easter egg hunt too. <laughs> He's going to steal her eggs if she stole his porridge. They were out putting the eggs out, and her and her husband, and they heard rustling in the leaves, and they thought it was squirrels or chipmunks, and it was a bear. Uh, a giant squirrel, yeah. <laughs> it loved eating the chocolate, so. Ah, smart bear. Yeah. Forget the eggs. Give me that chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> They were spotted over 168 times, they say, in the last year. The black bears, all these stories we're doing, <laughs> 168 wow. times they've been spotted doing crazy things after they come out of hibernation. <laughs> they they wake up, that. they're mighty hungry. They got to eat whatever they can find. <laughs> yeah, apparently they like chocolate really good. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I got. That was a short story there. I got a longer one later. I thought it was a pile of deer poop, but it was actually a pile of chocolate. It's a lot better. (laughs) (laughs) It is about a guy that answered the phone. He thought it was going to be a prank call or a spam. And he found out on that call he won the lottery. From a Nigerian prince. (laughs) (laughs) It says in New South Wales, Australia, a man got a phone call and was trying to figure out if he wanted to answer. And uh, he did answer, but little did he know it was a good phone call. And uh, he won $66,000 on the Australian lottery. Oh, wow. He purchased this ticket online. Hmm. I didn't know you could do that, but I guess in Australia you can. Apparently. We have to find that website. Yeah, and you, of course you never expect to win and to get a phone call. I guess since you bought, he bought it online, that's maybe what they do there? I I don't know. It's not from this country. Yeah. Where did you say New Zealand, right? Uh, Australia. Yeah. Yeah. But he said that uh, he was going to put most of it towards his house payment to get his uh, payments down to the the property that he just recently purchased. That said, I'm assuming it would be his house, but it might be something different. Hmm. 
But yeah. I thought that was interesting. Next time I get a spam call, I'm going to answer and see if, hey, did I win the lottery? Is that why you're calling me? Yeah. <laughs> if I didn't, then hang up. <laughs> he answered his Australian accent, the person talking to you. <laughs> In the airport, uh, an African land snail was found in someone's luggage. <laughs> and my thought is, how did they get in there? It's like, did the guy not know? It just happened so fast. They stuck in there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, African land snails. Um, in, let's see, Romulus, Michigan. Uh, they were found in the luggage of a traveler who had flown in from the West African country of Ghana. They say there's a big, you know, write up on uh, the snails. Um, they're all, you know, they could be dangerous. They're they're not indigenous, and some of the things they eat and the problems that they can cause. And uh, but that's what most of the article was. But this. But this line here caught my attention. The customs uh, protection people asked the guy, uh, he said he is a resident of God, and he said they were to be eaten. <laughs> and he was released out for their action. So he, he, he brought them over as his own food, not to have them eat up our environment. So I guess that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I want to bring home these snails, some African escargot. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take him on the airplane cargo. <laughs> Add him to the cargo. <laughs> wow. But anyway, that's, that's not a lot. Most of that story was just talking about the dangers of animals that are not native to the country. <laughs> this story here is... A I would call it um, the lizard king. <laughs> but this story here is about a lizard that was in the road taking on a king cobra and a couple of lions. <laughs> wow. So it's like the lion king, but the, the, the critter with a little lizard that was Just trying to beat him up. Animals on. Yeah. Like the people were going down in South Africa on a safari and and a, a lizard appeared out of nowhere and so a couple lions were walking down the road and then a king cobra came up and was trying to eat this, the lizard but then the snake noticed the lions approaching and so then the snake took off got away because it, it wanted to eat the lizard and the lions were, probably would have ate the snake and so on circle of life <laughs> So, <laughs> the triangle <yeah>. of life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the snake took off because he didn't want to get eaten. And then the lions that says they could have just easily swatted the lizard, killed it, but they, you know, saw that he didn't get eaten by the snake. So they respected him and just walked on right past him. And he's a lizard, little lizard just goes, Yeah, I'm bad. <laughs> <laughs> and they were heard singing, A coup and a matata. What a <laughs> yeah. wonderful phrase. Yeah. That uh, lizard went to play the lottery because it was his lucky day. <laughs> uh, 
It's my lucky day. <laughs> I didn't you get know, eaten by a snake or a tiger lion. <laughs> it just occurred to me that he said that the snake uh, crawled off because I was afraid of the lion and, and not afraid of the car that was coming down the road. That'd be weird. Can you imagine here in America? We're not used to seeing lions. I mean, snakes and lizards, sure, but here comes a lion walking down the street. Yeah, just walking down the road. <laughs> Cuba, where are you? <laughs> it was a lizard. I wonder if it was Simba or <laughs> Mufasa. It was young Mufasa. Yeah. Something well, special around every corner, they say. <laughs> Has to do with the many things you can do with Vicks Vapor Rub. Ah. Um, you can do more than just you know put it in your nose or on your neck or chest or whatever. You can actually heal your cracked feet. Your oh, cracked nice. feet. And it makes them smell better <laughs> if you have stinky <laughs> feet. It says you're supposed to dissolve some in warm water in a tub big enough for your feet. And soak them in it for 20 minutes to a half hour and then dry them off real good and apply a little bit more to your dry, cracked feet and let it absorb. But then if I was you, I'd put some socks on because if yeah. you have wooden floors or something, you might Whee! slip and fall. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm vapor rub skating. Whee! <laughs> but this says you can also, I don't know how you do it, but it removes ticks. I don't know if you put just a dab on that tick and it'll back out. I'm it didn't really describe it, so it's good to get rid of ticks. It'll keep your cats from scratching things that, if you don't want them to scratch, you dissolve the little ones again in a spray bottle and with warm water and spray it around wherever you don't want your cat to scratch. Like like on the side of your couch or something. Yeah. <laughs> drapes. So it's kind of like an anti-cat cat nip. I guess they don't like the smell. <laughs> Yeah, probably. It, it, I, I don't know about ticks, but maybe it's because it's essentially petroleum jelly that has you know eucalyptus stuff in it. So I would imagine uh, regular Vaseline would probably work for those ticks too. It might. You'd have to just experiment with one or the other, and then it, of course it says it also helps with muscle cramps. Yeah. So just rub it in a sore muscle, and it should make it. Rub it on your sore arms and legs and back after working in the garden all day. Yep. Put on a t-shirt so I get all with the sheets. For <laughs> and it does work. You wake up pretty refreshing. Actually. Just take, make sure you take a bath or shower. <laughs> yeah, so I know I like it. Of course, when you're sick, to just rub it on your neck and your, like, your upper chest. and it can breathe so much better. <laughs> huh. But that was one of my odd emails that I got. Yeah, the home remedy of the day. Yes. A story about a mountain lion who clawed a man who was relaxing in a hot tub. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it happened in Colorado. Um, Nazareth, 
Colorado, uh, wildlife officials said that a mountain lion clawed a man's head while he was taking a hot tub bath in a rental home in uh, Colorado. He had been soaking in the in-ground tub in a subdivision. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He goes on to describe it in more detail. But I could just imagine, you know, because it's in-ground, so the only thing the land can see above the, the pool is your head. Or what that round thing is, or well, they're moving. I want to go check it out. <laughs> Look, it's a toy. Boop, bloop, bloop, bloop. <laughs> Adding it around, you know. Because <laughs> you know, we got a cat around here. He likes to do, he'll, he'll just, just take off and romp around, bat things around the house. Like, well, we got Yeah. I, maybe because it's only his head, maybe he thought it was, you know, a small critter he could go and attack. But anyway, uh, the guy did react properly. He got up, and he and his, his wife both were shouting and making a lot of noise, uh, and it, it scared the, the mountain lion off. I think they did catch it, uh, and they released it, you know, away away from uh, the housing development. And the man and his wife you know, made it safely into the home. Um, but um, uh, anyway, there's not too much there on that story. Anytime you want to get in a hot tub and do that, you need to make sure you have a beverage with a straw. You can go under the water and stick that straw up like they always do in the cartoons. Because if you're under the water, maybe the cat won't bother you. Over this weekend, last weekend, apparently, I just heard the date, Oscar Mayer has parked their Oscar Mayer Wienermobile in a little white chapel in Las Vegas where you can get married in the Wienermobile. <laughs> in the white and, castle in the Wienermobile. And they, uh, you can sign up for a time slot get married, all expenses paid, wedding in the Wienermobile. All right. Their and I can think of some right to our jokes to say, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> the employees that are doing it are called hot diggers. Hot diggers, huh? Hot diggerty, and, diggerty. And the music is, is, is performed by the employees serenading you with wiener whistles. <laughs> Wiener whistle. <laughs> okay, wiener whistle. <laughs> Oscar Mayer gets thousands of requests every year to make stops at different weddings and and stuff like that. And so now there's it's going to be in Las Vegas, which is past now the fifteenth and sixteenth of April. But, um, I wonder how many people got married in the Wiener Mobile. Well, I wish they were Oscar so, so Mayer Wiener. Take on the Wiener Mobile. <laughs> Take it for a lap around the block. <laughs> if I were an Oscar Mayer hot dog, everyone would be in love with me. Yeah. So that's the best the 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 wedding march right there. But you- Okay, well, 
another animal story about uh, porcupines that escaped from the zoo, but one is still missing. Uh, this one comes from, I guess, Berlin, so in Germany, I guess. Um, the porcupines escaped, but one of them found its way back. Now, the thing is, the two porcupines are named Pinky and the Brain. <laughs> Uh, so I, my, my guess is that they went out to conquer the world. <laughs> Are you thinking what I'm thinking, Pinky? <laughs> I'm going to conquer the world. I mean, that's exactly who they were named for, is Pinky and the Brain lab mice on that cartoon. Turns out that Brain is the one that came back, and Pinky is the one that's still missing. So maybe Pinky is smarter than Brain. He's, he's evading the authorities better. <laughs> Brain got hungry and wanted to come back and be fed. <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot to that one. I saw it's funny that they were pinky in the brain and they escaped. I have one where engineers break world record with the longest paper airplane flight. Oh, wow. And they, uh, I don't know what it looks like. <laughs> it has I guess a maybe you're, yeah. Um, it's hosted by Boeing. <laughs> oh. And uh, I know someone who works for Boeing. I wonder if he's involved with that. I know somebody works there too. <laughs> two people actually. It it flew two hundred and eighty nine feet. And I wonder if it was a paper airplane seven forty seven or jet. Yeah. <laughs> it was a huge they, paper airplane. <laughs> they spent four months trying to process or you know develop the perfect airplane for the fly two hundred eighty nine feet. It's like. Wow, it's almost a football Paper field. Aircraft. Wow. I wonder if maybe it would look like maybe a and, uh, and the paper airplane was two hundred feet long. Maybe it's a paper airplane. <laughs> no, it had to go ninety four feet. <laughs> somehow constructed it, maybe put a rubber band on that propeller or something. Oh yeah. But uh, better there's a good wind that day and it helped blow it along. Yeah, I think yeah. Have. Uh, I can't see it. That's 289 feet. That's 300 feet is a football field. Or 300 yards. No. No, 100 yards, 300 feet. Yeah. It's a football field. Wow. So, so it's just shy for that. That's a long ways. I mean, I know we've made a lot of paper airplanes back in the day, and they might have gone. 10 or 20 yards, but not no 100 yards. <laughs> you had that put it low. What's it called? A little uh, fold on the back, fold it up, you know, give it some uh, where it goes up in the air more. You know, whatever. They put a propeller on it. <laughs> a lift. Give it more lift. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, I should take wow. on the back flaps and you can bend one up and bend one down and make it go in circles. <laughs> Stuff hmm. like that. There's all kinds of, I've seen all kinds of different 
paper folding airplane designs out there. I've seen them. It doesn't even look like it would even fly, but they do. Yep. I think it was just a regular airplane made out of paper and they had a propeller and an engine and everything was made maybe, out of paper. Maybe it was like the Wright Brothers airplane, only instead of cloth, they use paper. <laughs> that will be the same distance just about as the first flight. Yeah. Pretty close. That's about it for that story. All right. That's not true, Elizabeth. I think it is. That's right. George, you need help and I know just where to get it. Wait here. The top yeah, insert number here list. Top ten. Yeah. Let's see. See what I got here. Bad boys. Bad boys. Yeah. It's what you got to do? Um, number one. Pablo Escobar. I've heard the name, but I don't know who he is. He was known as the greatest drug lord of all time. Oh, yeah, that guy. He was did, did he get a guy that, that were all killed in the movie? Or was it Madonna that killed him? <laughs> uh, he was killed on on December 2nd, 1993, at the age yeah. of 45. And if you watch a Weird Al movie, it was by Weird Al and Madonna. They, they killed him. She became his drug, drug lord. I think it went on to say that they did the, the movie Scarface was based on him. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, but I, I think Today, that was the one. To friends. <laughs> it could, or it could be one of these other guys coming up, but still, I think it was this guy, Pablo Escobar. And let's see, number two. Griselda Blanco. Who? She, Griselda. You know, huh. Like a, the old monkeys song. The monkeys had a song called Aunt Griselda. Auntie yeah. Griselda, yeah. yeah. Mm. Griselda uh, Blanco. 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 She was known in Miami as the Cocaine Granny. Mm. Ah, oh, Blanco means white. I'm guessing Griselda must mean Granny. I don't know. <laughs> granny White. <laughs> I, I've never heard of that one. Huh. So infamous, I've never heard of. <laughs> she was from Miami, um, and Pablo Escobar was from Colombia. She was also known as the Black Widow. She had ran the biggest drug uh, cartel ring in the 1970s huh. and the 1980s. She's responsible for over 200 people being killed while she was rub running her trade business. She was shot to death on September 23rd, 2012. Oh. 69 oh. years old. Oh. <laughs> I thought I had more information on the first guy like, like that second winner. Anyway, number three, Jesse James. Jesse is outlaw, robbed trains and banks, and mostly trains is what he was known for. But I guess he did rob a few banks. 
and the Danes and Unger gang. James and Younger. Yeah. He was a Confederate soldier who turned outlaw. Yep. Um, and they, there's there's a lot of dispute over whether he really died or not. Uh, they say that he could possibly have had his death staged and uh, he ended up living out his years elsewhere. Uh, yeah, which, I watched Younger. Uh, what was it? In Merrimack Caverns. Well, that, that was actually a hideout that he would go to. It's called, you know, Jesse James Hideout. Uh, but they say there's people who believe that he uh, faked his own death. They actually killed, you know, some you know, rail bum or something and put in his place while he, uh, you know, went off to live elsewhere. But it's, it's all rumor. It's all those you know, conspiracy theories. Um, he died at the age of 34. Yeah. April 3rd, 1882, supposedly. <laughs> uh, then, number four. Al Capone. Al Capone, the big guy. I went, I went to visit him when I was in Chicago. Yeah, he was from Illinois, right? Chicago? Yeah. Well, he was originally... Uh, Italian immigrant from New York, and then he fled New York and, and basically ran all the gangs in Chicago during Prohibition. Buried up in Mount Carmel Cemetery. He lived in a place called Chicago Heights, which is just south of Chicago a little bit. Hmm. That cemetery is like right off of Roosevelt Road. Anyway, then. Uh... He was known as Scarface. Yeah. Alphonse Gabriel Capone was his name. It's a, yeah, he, he actually had a, a, a scar on his face where he got into a knife fight when he was young, 20-year-old working for, for some other gang in New York. Walgreens is calling. Uh, Walgreens is there, notorious criminal. <laughs> <laughs> Out there, they they're ripping you off. They're trying to sell you some drugs, man. He was the drug king of the Prohibition era. Ooh, Walgreens, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Al Capone. Yeah, I know. He was the leader for seven years. Um, he loved prostitution and smuggling liquor. Is he the one that was never found? He was he was never he was never arrested for prohibition activities. Uh, it, it, a lot of reasons is because a lot of the corrupt politicians of Chicago would frequent his nightclubs, and he always oh. managed to slip through the fingers of the law. They ended up getting him because they arrested his brother. They found that his brother was cooking their books, and he wasn't paying taxes. Right, he, he was arrested for tax evasion. Yeah, and they got sent to Alcatraz. Oh. And the day he was released from prison, he was treated for paralysis and he died Syphilis of a stroke is what he had. on January 25th, 1947. He was drunk the day his mama got out of prison. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, he actually had syphilis, which he contracted also at a younger age. And by the time he got out of Alcatraz, his brain it declined really badly. Uh, and by that time, there was no more prohibition. So he did pretty much didn't have any business. So his family took him and they basically retired him down to Florida to have, have a property down there. That's kind of weird that from Chicago, they sent him to Alcatraz. I thought they would keep the prisoners in the federal same... prisons. Oh, you know, Alcatraz saying was on the East Coast, Alcatraz on the West Coast. They there were some pretty famous prisons back in the day, yeah. So he was number two, Terry, or was he number one? He was number four. Oh, I thought number five. Billy the Kid. Billy the Kid. Uh, Henry McCarty was his real name. Known as Billy the Kid, American Outlaw. In 1875 was the first time he was arrested for stealing food. Five oh, yeah, that's after. who the guy is on Young Guns. Him instead of uh, Jesse James. Yeah. Right. right. And he was arrested for stealing food. Then he was got arrested for selling a firearm and some clothes. And then he just kept he escaped from the jail two days later. Soon after that, he became a federal fugitive and American out. Yeah, and there's there's a lot about his criminal career that's not really known. And there's a lot of speculation that he didn't do some of the things he was accused of. But it's another one of those, you know. Right. Take it or leave it. Legendary things that could be made up. Because he killed his first man at the age of 18. He only only killed bad people like criminals. Who deserved it. (laughs) (laughs) But Billy the Kid was shot to death at the age of 21, supposedly. Yeah, well, he was really young when he got shot down. July 14th, 1881, by Sheriff Pat Garrett, supposedly. Oh, yeah. Because in the movie Young Guns, he supposedly telling that story to a reporter and he's like really old and 80 years old or something. That's the second one, I think. Yeah. Because that's what he was supposed to fake his death and lived his life somewhere else, too. Well, and I think Pat Garrett was actually (laughs) something of a friend of his. And yeah, it is possible he could have. Uh, had his best friend fake his death and say he shot him or whatever. No. Be little, like Elvis. Little is known about his history and much controversy and mystery surrounds his criminal career and demise. That list could have been a lot longer. There's other criminals like Bonnie and Clyde and mm-hmm. who was, who's the John that was never found. There was one criminal. I thought it was Al Capone. Maybe it was somebody else. No, um, there was a guy in the 70s uh, who stole some money, took out of an airplane. D.B. Cooper. Cooper, yeah. D.B. Cooper. He he has never been found. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of the union lord, union boss. Oh, yeah, yeah, that guy. uh, Are they talking about Jimmy Hoffa? They think he... uh, Who? uh, What's his name? Uh, Jimmy Hoffa. Jimmy Hoffa, what's wrong with you people? Uh, I can't think of his name now. But they think that he uh, got put into concrete and buried someplace. Like, 
Yeah, I know you're talking about the union boss. They never listen to us. Uh, I can't think of his name now. It'll hit me later. You know what? I bet you the retrobots know, and they're probably been screaming at Terry because he doesn't know. <laughs> we'll tell you. We'll tell you. You're darn right. We're yelling at you. I can't believe you can't remember who Jimmy Hoffa is. Yeah. It's not D.B. Cooper. <laughs> no, it's not him. <laughs> and certainly they wouldn't be screaming at me or Jill about not knowing that either. But... What a bunch of morons. <laughs> I know, I know, but I can't think of his name. But... Jimmy Hoffa. I'm telling you. It's Jimmy Hoffa. <laughs> It'll come to us. You people are hopeless. Yeah. When we listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah, for some reason that's I don't know. Wasn't he a criminal though, or was he just like <laughs> the guy who started the unions? Status missing for forty-seven years, eight months, and eighteen days. Declared dead in absentia on July thirtieth, nineteen eighty-two. Aged sixty-nine. Occupation trade unionist. I don't think he was a criminal. But he certainly stepped on a lot of toes, and he, he may have been involved with uh, shady elements. But Convictions. Attempted bribery and jury tampering, 1964. Conspiracy, mail, and wire fraud, 1964. Oh, well, we can move yeah. on to our, hmm, what's next? That's what the police would like to know. The gentleman posed a question. Will you answer the gentleman's question? Anchor topic. Anchor topic. Anchor topic. Now, last week, uh, we, uh, we talked about um, kitchen stuff. But we also managed to squeeze in a little bit of computery things because that was actually the week before where our half of our last part of our show got much somehow. Um, but since we have all kinds of stupid computer problems today, I want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> and so the next thing I'm on the list to talk about is manual skills. And I know earlier Jill talked about getting back to knitting her animals and stuff. And I know yeah. Terry has gotten a lot of cool leather craft stuff. You want to talk about leather craft or you want to talk about some other handicraft manual skills? Well, I have a, I have a list of, I have stuff in the bag. I've sorted through all my gizmos and gadgets that, that I received while I was up at Heinz. While I was there, I did a, you know, a, I put my phone, my iPhone in a pouch around my neck. And so we made one out of leather, okay? And so uh, I made one, uh, homemade, you know, pretty much. We cut the, made, designed it, you know, cut the leather out, punched the holes in it, threaded up, et cetera, put the strap on it. And uh, they la laser engraved it and everything. But in the process of doing that, my old neck hang thing developed a hole in it. I went to the, there's a place across the street from Hines called Helping Hospitalized Vets. And they gave, they said, well, here's some thingy here. And I put my phone in it and it fit like a glove. Oh, man, it fit perfect. 
Yeah. You know, the phone glove. Well, that's our demo right there, but we got a strap, something somebody sewed on it. You can go ahead and have that if you want. So, oh, okay, thank you. You know, and then they gave me some other projects to do later, but but then I went back to, to manual skills and uh, I go in there and, and Ernie, who's the instructor, says, you know, Mr. Helsey, that the one you got around your neck is that one looks really pretty. You know, that one looks good. It's white. Got pink on it and flowers and glitter. <laughs> it's white, in case you didn't know. It's white. And I go, I said, it's white. He goes, yeah. I said, well, it won't take it long. It'll be all stained up. Pizza sauce deep, on it. Deep dish pizza and stuff, sauce and everything. Get it be all spotted up and everything. See, it and doubles so as then, a phone case and a bib. And then he said, we finished our, our, our project. I put it around my neck. I had both of them. He goes, you know, the one they gave you across the street actually looks a lot better than the one we made, but the one we made is more personalized. <laughs> well, oh, what okay. did you say? They lasered something on it? A design or something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, laser. What, uh, what kind of design does it have on it? It's got the Heinz Blind Center logo on it, and then it's got my, my initials. He could have did that on the white one. That would have been pretty cool, too. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. The white one is more like a leather suede. It seems to be a thinner leather um, than the other one. And I don't know if that would matter or not, but it's kind of, they call it laser yeah. engraving. Yeah, I'm not sure how the laser engraving works, but in my mind, I'm thinking it must be like doing like wood burning where you just take a hot you know, soldering iron. It does have a uh, But if they do it on leather, yeah, I don't know. If that'd be the same or not, and I imagine it's like I mean they used to have the little rubber like well, rubber stamps, little stamps that you put it there and you smack it with a hammer, pull oh, yeah. it and, and do it that way. Well, I don't have the laser engraving; you don't have to do that anymore. So I'm like, yay! Because do they got fringe on the bottom? That's what I think of when you think of leather, like an Indian. You could do them that way, but I don't think that they do that there. Oh. I think they might have had some that like that design, because that's what I was saying. My wife put one together that we got from that leather place, and I was like, oh, this has got a little girly fringe all over it. I don't want to wear this around my neck. <laughs> it looks like one of them Indian medicine man bags or something. You know? it's like, it, hmm. just, that's what you tell people. You're Indian medicine man. <laughs> yeah, medicine man. And so, yeah, I have a list of stuff they gave me, but I, I said I separated a bunch of it that I was going to take and like demonstrate it at one of our meetings coming up. That's like, well, I don't have to take the devices. I could just take the list and read down the list and say, this is the kind of stuff they get you get at at Heinz. You know, and if you go to Ivory Woods, you could get some of this stuff. I mean, they gave me your own basic issue things like a. A portable alarm clock and an atomic watch because they want me to push all these buttons and right. they gave me a timer like mom had. They gave me an um glove, which I said before, but they gave me a one that I that you put on when you go to slice stuff so you don't cut your fingers. Oh yeah. And so our brother Steve, I was telling him yesterday, like a chain mail glove. Yeah. Uh, he said I bought some of those because we have a meat slicer. They, they don't work, and I go. Well, of course not. It's not for that. These are supposed <laughs> to be like if you're slicing with your your other hand with a knife, not a power tool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
Well, my daughter-in-law has some kind of a slicing thing. I forget what she called it, but it slices, like you're saying, a meat slicer. And it's really sharp. She cut off the end of her finger because she didn't think she'd do it and didn't wear the glove that came with this <laughs> slicing thing. And she, George, my husband was up there at my son this day. And Put a little bit of her softened to her work. Huh? She'd come out and she's like, you got to take me to the doctor. I just cut off the end of my finger. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it came off all the way. I think she got most of the way through it because I think they stuck it back on and stitched around it. So the end of one of her fingers is kind of... So some of them are supposed to work, but some of them may not. (laughs) Hmm. So there's a a, a pretty wide range of uh, gadgets and devices and handicraft kits uh, that are easily done by blind people <laughs> I mean, you may need to have a little bit of assistance at first uh, to help get you started because I know with leather crafty there's different stitches that you use it's not just the same old stitch where you just loop it around we were, well that's why we were doing because of my neuropathy we we started off just doing that like a, the loop stitch going from in the front hole out the back in the next hole but then we got creative he wanted me to do the x stitch so I did the x stitch I go you don't think I could do the double cordovian <laughs> Yeah. He said, no. <laughs> yeah, that is a, a little more complicated to do the double Cordoba stitch, but the, the X stitch looks really, really nice, too. Yeah. And yeah. We used a, a rounded piece of lacing. You know, Usually they have one that's you know flat, and it's smooth on one side and rough on the other. Huh. And I was telling him, I can't tell the difference, you know. And he's like, well, we have a rounded thread we could use instead. And it's like, okay, because if you, when you make the stuff and you stitch it, they want it to be perfect. You know, right. they want it to be. To have your lacing laying perfectly flat, not, not a little twist. Not a twist. Okay. Can't be twisted. And if they twist it, they undo it and you go back and rework it. It's like, <laughs> And it, it just <laughs> makes it look that much more professional. I mean, if you're just going to have a kit you're working on at your house, it, it wouldn't matter. You could have it look how you want. And maybe you wouldn't mind having one to twist. But it does look a little more professionally done if you can keep track of the flat side on that piece of lacing. Yeah. And to me, and, and like then, I said with- with my loom, it's just like, because I, I was just starting and my little granddaughter, I had to keep taking it off and redoing it. She's like, does that make you mad? Like, it's a learning experience. You know, it's been so long. I haven't knitted in over a year. I was like, took me a few minutes to remember how to do it right. right. So I'd take it off and put it back on, take it off. And she's like, why do you keep doing that? Because I'm messed up. <laughs> yeah, it's better to get it done right than to have some big tangly mess. <laughs> right. And so, yeah, I can understand them wanting you to do that right, but it is your project, your item. If you wanted to have a twist, I did that on purpose. <laughs> I wanted it to be twisted right there. The, the twist or decoration, is there, there a feature <laughs> on the bug? Yeah. Oh, wow. So, yeah, sometimes it's a learning experience and you take it out and do it again. And Yeah, and that's a the thing about the handicrafts is it gives you something to do with your hands. And it's generally something that even a blind person could, you know, run the, the leather stitches through, or if it's a knitting project to run the yarns through. Uh, and it, it's more better to get, do it, to get it right. You know, you know, say practice makes perfect, but that's really a fallacy. 
perfect practice makes perfect and you want to work on that perfect practice yeah yeah so you can practice badly all you want you're going to get a bad process <laughs> <laughs> well uh if we've gone down all the roads we care to on um living or not living skills manual skills the heartstrings of memory strike a tender chord the gentleman posed a question Will you answer the gentleman's question? Anchor topic. Anchor topic. Anchor topic. Now, last week, uh, we, uh, we talked about um, kitchen stuff. But we also managed to squeeze in a little bit of computery things because that was actually the week before where our half of our last part of our show got much somehow. Um. But since we have all kinds of stupid computer problems today, I want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> and so the next thing I'm on the list to talk about is manual skills. And I know earlier Jill talked about getting back to knitting her animals and stuff. And I know yeah. Terry has gotten a lot of cool leather craft stuff. <laughs> you want to talk about leather craft or you want to talk about some other handicraft manual skills well i have a i have a list of i have stuff in the bag i've sorted through all my gizmos and gadgets that that i received while i, I was up at heinz while i was there i did a you know a, a, i put my phone my iphone in a pouch around my neck and so we made one out of leather okay and so uh i made one uh, homemade you know, pretty much. We cut the, made, designed it, you know, cut the leather out, punched the holes in it, threaded up, et cetera, put the strap on it. And uh, they la laser engraved it and everything. But in the process of doing that, my old neck hang thing developed a hole in it. I went to the, there's a place across the street from Hines called Helping Hospitalized Vets. And they gave, they said, well, here's some thingy here. And I put my phone in it and it fit like a glove. Oh, man, oh. it fit perfect. You know, that's a phone oh, glove. That's our demo right there. But we got a strap, something somebody sewed on it. You can go ahead and have that if you want. So, oh, okay, thank you. You know, and then they gave me some other projects to do later. But, but then I went back to, to manual skills and uh, I go in there and, and Ernie, who's the instructor, says, you know, Mr. Helsey, that. The one you got around your neck is that one looks really pretty. You know, that one looks good. It's white. Got pink on it and flowers and glitter. <laughs> pretty. It's white, in case you didn't know. It's white. And I go, I said, it's white. He goes, yeah. I said, well, it won't take it long. It'll be all stained up. <laughs> <laughs> Have barbecue sauce Chicago, on it, pizza sauce deep, on it. Deep dish pizza and stuff, sauce and everything. Get it be all spotted up and everything. See, it doubles so as then, a phone case and a bib. And then he said, we finished our, our, our project. I put it around my neck. I had both of them. He goes, you know, the one they gave you across the street actually looks a lot better than the one we made. But the one we made is more personalized. <laughs> well, oh, what okay. did you say? They lasered something on it, a design or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Laser. What, uh, what kind of design does it have on it? It's got the Heinz Blind Center logo on it. And then it's got my, my initials. He could have did that on the white one. That would have been pretty cool too. Yeah, maybe but, I don't know. The white one is more like <laughs> a leather suede. It seems to be a thinner 
leather oh. another one. And I don't know if that would matter or not, but huh. call, they call it laser yeah. engraving. Yeah, I'm not sure how the laser engraving works, but in my mind, I'm thinking it must be like doing like wood burning where you just take a hot you know, soldering iron. It does have a tip. Uh, but if they do it on leather, yeah, I don't know how the, if that'd be the mm -hmm. same or not. And I imagine it's like, I mean, they used to have the little rubber, like well, rubber stamps, little stamps that you put it there and you smack it with a hammer oh, yeah. and, and do it that way. Well, I don't have the laser engraving. You don't have to do that anymore. So I'm like, yay. Do they got fresh on the bottom? That's what I think of when you think of leather, like an Indian. You could do them that way, but I don't think that they do that there. Oh. I think they might have had some that like that design, because that's what I was saying. My wife put one together that we got from that leather place, and I was like, oh, this has got a little girly fringe all over it. I don't want to wear this around my neck. <laughs> it looks like one of them Indian medicine man bags or something. You know? it's like, hmm. just... That's what you tell people. You're Indian medicine man. <laughs> yeah. Medicine man. And so, yeah, I have a list of stuff they gave me, but I, I said I separated a bunch of it that I was going to take and like demonstrate it at one of our meetings coming up. That's like, well, I don't have to take the devices. I could just take the list and read down the list and say, this is the kind of stuff they get you get at at Heinz. You know, and if you go to Ivory Woods, you could get some of this stuff. I mean, they gave me your own basic issue things like a. A portable alarm clock and an atomic watch because they want me to push all these buttons and right. they gave me a timer like mom had. They gave me an um glove, which I said before, but they gave me a one that I that you put on when you go to slice stuff so you don't cut your fingers. Oh yeah. And so our brother Steve, I was telling him yesterday, like a chain mail glove. Yeah. Uh, he said I bought some of those because we have a meat slicer. They, they don't work, and I go. Well, of course not. It's not for that. These are supposed <laughs> to be like if you're slicing with your, your other hand with a knife, not a power tool. <laughs> well, my daughter-in-law has some kind of a slicing thing. I forget what she called it, but it slices like you're saying a meat slicer. And it's really sharp. She cut off the end of her finger because she didn't think she'd do it and didn't wear the glove that came with this. Yeah. <laughs> slicing thing and she George, my husband was up there at my son this day and put a little bit of her softened to her work huh? she come out and she's like you gotta take me to the doctor I just cut off the end of my finger <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it came off all the way I think she got most of the way through it because I think they stuck it back on and stitched around it so the end of one of her fingers is super kind blue. of yeah. got super blue now so some of them are supposed to work but some of them may not <laughs> Hmm. So there's a, a, a pretty wide range of uh, gadgets and devices and handicraft kits uh, that are easily done by blind people. <laughs> so you may need to have a little bit of assistance at first uh, to help get you started because I know with leather crafty, there's different stitches that you use. It's not just the same old stitch where you just loop it around. We were, well, that's why we were doing because of my neuropathy. We we started off just doing that, like a, the loop stitch, going from in the front hole, out the back, in the next hole. And then we got creative. He wanted me to do the X stitch. So I did the X stitch. I go, you don't think I could do the double Cordovian? Yeah. <laughs> he said, no. <laughs> yeah, that is a, a little more complicated to do the 
double Cordoba stitch, but the, the X stitch looks really, really nice too. Yeah. And yep. we used a, a rounded piece of lacing, you know, usually they have one that's, you know, flat and it's smooth on one side and rough on the other. Huh. And I was telling him, I can't tell the difference, you know. And he's like, well, we have a rounded thread we could use instead. And it's like, okay, because if you, when you make the stuff and you stitch it, they want it to be perfect, you know. Right. They want it to be. To have your lacing laying perfectly flat, not, not a little twist. Not a twist. Okay. Can't be twisted. And if they twist it, they undo it. And you go back and rework it. It's like, Ugh. And it, it just <laughs> makes it look that much more professional. I mean, if you're just going to have a kit you're working on at your house, it, it wouldn't matter. You could have it look how you want. And maybe you wouldn't mind having to twist. But it does look a little more professionally done if you can keep track of the flat side on that piece of lacing. Yeah. And to me, and like then, I said, with, with my loom, it's just like, because I, I was just starting and my little granddaughter, I had to keep taking it off and redoing it. She's like, does that make you mad? Like, it's a learning experience. You know, it's been so long. I haven't knitted in over a year. I was like, took me a few minutes to remember how to do it right. right. So I'd take it off and put it back on, take it off. And she's like, why do you keep doing that? Because I messed up. <laughs> yeah, it's better to get it done right than to have some big tangly mess. <laughs> right. Uh, and so, yeah, I can understand them wanting you to do that right, but... It is your project, your item. If you wanted to have a twist, I did that on purpose. <laughs> I wanted it to be twisted right there. The, the twist or decoration, is there, there a feature <laughs> on the bug? Yeah. Oh, well. So, yeah, sometimes it's a learning experience and you take it out and do it again. And Yeah, and that's the, the thing about the handicrafts is it gives you something to do with your hands. And it's generally something that even a blind person could you know, run the, the leather stitches through, or if it's a knitting project, to run the yarns through. Uh, and it, it's more better to get do it to get it right. You know, they, you know, say practice makes perfect, but that's really a fallacy. Perfect practice makes perfect, and you want to work on that perfect practice. Yeah. Yeah. So you can practice badly all you want. You're going to get a bad practice. <laughs> 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 ah. Well. Uh, if we've gone down all the roads we care to on um, living, or not living skills, manual skills. The heartstrings of memory strike a tender chord. The cat, thank you. The kittens, thank you. And I thank you. We do have an email. This came in today, in fact. What's in the mail for today? Oh, just the usual bunch of crackpot letters. What's it say? What? Well, isn't that nice? Oh. Off the email presses. It says, Hey, Keith, Terry, and Jill, here's a fish story for you. <laughs> Why, well, you know this story? <laughs> Something about fishing. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to send it in, but somebody beat me to it. Well, <laughs> maybe it's the same one. Let's find out. The game warden noticed how a particular fellow named Sam consistently caught more fish. Uh, uh, I lost my place. Than anyone else, whereas other guys would catch only three or four a day, Sam would come in off the lake with his boat full, stringer after stringer full, 
uh, of freshly caught trout. The warden, curious, asks Sam his secret. The successful fisherman invited the game warden to con- to accompany him. Excuse me. Accompany him and observe. So the next morning, the two men got on Sam's boat and took off. When they got to the middle of the lake, Sam stopped the boat. The warden sat back to see how it was done. Sam's approach was simple. He took out a stick of dynamite, lit the fuse, <laughs> and threw it in the air. The explosion rocked the lake with such a force that fish immediately began to uh, bubble to the surface. And Sam took out a net and started scooping them up. Well, you can imagine the reaction of the game warden. When he recovered from the shock of it all, he began yelling at Sam, you can't do that. I'll put you in jail, buddy. You'll be slapped with every finer is in the book. Sam, meanwhile, sat down or set his net down and took out another stick of dynamite. He lit the fuse and tossed it into the lap of the game warden with these words. Are you going to sit there all day? Cleaning, or are you going to fish? <laughs> I hope this makes it on the show. Somebody named Steve. <laughs> who sent that from his iPhone. <laughs> That's a good one. Okay. You could have fished. <laughs> you know, complainer to the dynamite. <laughs> and the beauty behind that is if the game warden tossed a dynamite, he's guilty of fishing that way too. Yeah, but if you don't want to hold that dynamite, you're going to be blowing the smithereens. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't quite understand, you know, like that. There's like, says so he threw it in the air. You know, normally. You yeah, well, that's the way it's. That's the way it's written. Of course, if it threw in the air, it would have landed in the water eventually. But the thing with dynamite, it will blow up underwater. So all you have to do is toss it out in the middle of the lake. So will bottle rockets. <laughs> <laughs> I like to do bottle now, Maybe it's feasible. The fuse could get put out. Maybe. But I've, I've blown dynamite underwater. That's a stop. When there was in Norway, I've blown dynamite underwater. And it will raise the ice off the lake a few feet. <laughs> we drilled the hole down to the ice and dropped our TNT down there. Ran out to the shore. And the ice just went up. Back down. <laughs> it was fun. Hmm. Well, then with our email. My goodness, the country must be worse off than I'd realized. Guys, loony. It will be time for some uh, final thoughts. Yep. Well, I got one here. Two strange things happened at my house last night. The first thing was a bat flew into our house. And the second thing was our kids learned all the rest of the cuss words. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They all learned the cuss words, huh? Yep, trying to get that bat out of the house. Well, the tip, tip of the day has nothing to do with bats. Don't get angry with lazy people. They didn't do anything. 
exactly. Why did the dragon cross the room? To buy some layers. To do what? Buy some buy layer, layer, layer freshener. Okay. Layer, layer. I thought uh, the dragon layer. was looking for the queen. The dragon queen. Layer. The queen. But if anybody needs me, I'll just be over here folding laundry until I die. <laughs> <laughs> Typical house mom. Yeah. <laughs> well, I went to the new coffee shop in town for the very first time. All I wanted was a cup of coffee. It was the saddest thing I've ever seen. It was depresso. <laughs> Why did the person cross the road? Because he was hypnotized and think he was a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Biscuits and gravy is really weird. It's like there's some wet flour and put it on some really dry flour. <laughs> oh yeah, biscuits and gravy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, never thought about that way before. Except for the wet flour is all flavored with lots of grease. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Well, my kid brother, I'll just say which one, was asked by his doctor, does your urine burn first thing in the morning? He didn't know. He never tried to light it. <laughs> yeah, like that urine on fire. I guess if it burns, you have been drinking too much Everclear. <laughs> Here's one I saw. You guys probably saw it. I've been on Facebook for 16 years. I remember when it was all farmland. <laughs> farmland. <laughs> Yeah, whatever happened to farmland? <laughs> oh, there's a world famous steakhouse in my hometown. It's a house of grill repute. Steakhouse, <laughs> grill repute. Um, after careful deliberation, I have determined there's a fine line between. And the denominator. <laughs> yeah. What fine line? One over the other. Match joke, match joke. Oh, you think you're street smart, huh? You're Sesame Street smart. <laughs> Sesame Street smart. <laughs> Come and play. Everything. Um, a woman recently divorced her husband. She claimed it was psychological addiction to counting. 
year after her divorce, she is said to have told reporters, I really loved him. I still wonder what he's up to. <laughs> Divorcing for accounting. I wonder what he's up to. <laughs> How do woodworkers <laughs> a little bit at a time? Yeah. <laughs> the widow bird told me that you <laughs> Now that I have kids, my entire house is a junk drawer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could tell a story about that. Maybe after the show. <laughs> uh, here's a little ditty that us city folks can use when visiting our friends in the farm. The air at the dairy smells like cow dairy. You're welcome. <laughs> here's one for somebody. Uh, what do you get when you cross the bowler or the knitter? I don't know. I'm not sent to be able to find out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A bowler oh, and a knitter, bowling pins, <laughs> knitting needles. <laughs> yeah, I got it. You know how God made a duck? He waterproofed a chicken and gave it a kazoo. <laughs> a kazoo? <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, did you hear about the Italian chef that drank spoiled milk? He passed away. Aw. <laughs> I have one more bowler joke. <laughs> Why did the boulder quit after three strikes? He wanted to quit boulder. Three strikes is a turkey in bowling. <laughs> well, I got a poem for you. Roses are red. Tacos are delicious. I use paper plates because I hate doing dishes. <laughs> ah. Good one, good one. <laughs> I just love, love, love large bodies of fresh water. It really floats my boat. <laughs> yes, it would. Like an Argo or whatever the word was you said a while ago. Yeah. The logic <laughs> or something. Yeah, that's right. Tele something. Nachos are just tacos that don't have their lives together. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a good place to stop right there. I think I might could go on, but we'll call it quits on that one. Yeah, that oh, was my man. last one, too. <laughs> They're dignified, sophisticated gentlemen. There has never been, and there never will be again, such a brain as mine. Well... 
then if we're all out of uh, final thoughts, then this is the part of the show where we'd like to sign off. This is your host, Keith, saying thanks for listening. Tell a friend about us. That's how we really do grow our audience the most. Hey, while you're out there in the world wide web of doing things, uh, look us up on your favorite podcast directory. Make sure you click that follow button, leave us a rating and review. Stop by our webpage, send us an email, leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Send us your own funny life story. Ask us a question about blindness related stuff. And uh, with all that, we will see you all next week. Yeah, bye bye. Um, out off of my no cheese crackers or peanut butter crackers that's what it was peanut butter cheese crackers that's what it was since since for peanut butter cheese crackers before he has withdrawals (laughs) (laughs) that sounds funny tsf at that sounds funny dot com that sounds funny